I have an observation. I think that Sadie is starting to become tuned in with the fact that there's a baby in your belly. See, now I think she's tuned in with the fact that I'm the one that walks her when she gets to go on long walks. So I think she just likes me more now. She doesn't love the walks though. She doesn't love the walks, but she gets really excited when I take her leash out and then she drags behind me the whole time. But then when we get back, she's like, wow, that was cool. Thanks. Okay. I think it's and her just collar is a little looser. Callie's been taking um, Sadie on longer walks because Sadie needs to lose a few pounds and, and Callie's trying to, to uh, do Move. like 30, 30 minutes yeah. of exercise every day. But what I've noticed is like Sadie comes in the bedroom now with you when you get into bed early. Let me tell you what our nighttime she gets is. up on the bed with you, which she, she normally does. doesn't do. Here's what our nighttime routine is in our house. Cause it's very weird because I have a significantly early bedtime. <laughs> did you just burp? How did that happen? You got to edit that. I'm not editing that. You just burped <laughs> into the microphone. I said, Ski, like, hold on a minute. And then I, <laughs> was that a burp or was that just like something that had been trapped in your it's esophagus? Was trapped in my esophagus, like an air bubble. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get it out, but I, like, it was like preventing me from talking. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it classy since 2019. The Upside with Callie and Jeff. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Hi, my name is Jeff Dollar, and I'm grateful I caught that on tape. <laughs> it's it's happening again. I feel like I have like an air bubble like in my throat. It's so <laughs> weird, but it's not like... It's not coming from like my stomach. It's coming from my throat. I can probably count on it's so weird one hand the number of times I've heard Kelly burp in like five years, seven years. How long have you known We've each been other? Eight years. Eight years. I could probably count on one hand. Yeah, I don't really. It's I blame the baby. Honestly. Oh yeah, plan for everything. Fault. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm grateful that I recorded Sorry. that. Sorry. Uh, my name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for popsicles. And I really wish you would edit that out, but I know you well enough to know that you're definitely not going to. And I don't know how to edit audio. So it's a losing situation for me. Would you like to um finish the story though about Sadie? Yes. Yeah, so here's our nighttime routine because it's very weird, but we do the same thing every single weeknight. So what happens Sunday through Thursday is I make my lunch, I pack it, blah, 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 blah. Then, sorry. Um, I thought that was going to be another burp. No, it wasn't, but I was like trying to catch my breath. Um, then at 630, I, I'm i ready for bed. Yeah. I go into bed and yeah. I yell out from the bedroom, Jeff, I'm ready. What do I say? Ready for talks. Ready for talks. So Lily knows what that means also. So usually Lily and Jeff come in. J Lily jumps on the bed, snuggles up to me, gives me a good night kiss. And then we talk and then we say good night. And then I put my face mask on and I go to bed and that's at six 30. And then the dogs leave with Jeff door closed. And then I sleep until the morning. Right. And that's by the, how it usually by the morning, she means she sleeps until the middle of the night. Cause right, she gets up get at up a disgusting time at like before 3am. Um, the way that it's been going lately is that I get ready 
go to bed, go get in the bed, say I'm ready for tux. Lily and Sadie both come get in bed and then Sadie stays and won't leave. And if Jeff takes her out with him, she paws at the door to get back in. Sadie knows how to knock on doors and like not knock, but I think she thinks when she paws at it, she has a magic power that just opens it. Yeah. The magic power is I either hear her. If I'm in this room, I hear her and come get her or she does it until she wakes you up and you let her in. But she's hanging with you now, which she's never done All before. Night. And I don't and think Jeff that, doesn't go to bed till what, 11 or 12? Yeah. Anytime between 10 and one. So I think that she is connecting with you and the baby. That's Maybe. what I think. I think I'm just walking her now. So she's like, hmm, and she seems person. to be following you around a little bit more. I just think she's more in tune. That's my thought. That's my opinion. Interesting. All right. I get to call us out because we start every show talking about what we're grateful for. Did we say it today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I caught it on tape. And what did you say? I said popsicles. Popsicles. Okay. So that's what we're today. And this came from the fact that every single morning when we get up, we write in a gratitude journal one thing that we're grateful for. Well, for the past two weeks, we have not been doing our journal. I know. I know. And you know what? I and now, feel like, and I feel like crap, to be totally honest. Well, the, the world is a really, really rough place right now. Like, it's a really, if you are a person that believes in, like, energy and waves and ripples and all that stuff, we are getting with hit with tidal wave after tidal wave of just stuff. And... Now, more than ever, is when you need to, every single morning, take 30 seconds and think of one thing that you're grateful for that day. And we're not leading by example because we haven't done it in, I don't think I've done it in two weeks and you haven't done it in a week. I haven't done it in a week, which is very unusual for me, but I feel noticeably different when I don't do it. Like... I just feel crappy. Like I don't feel uh, it just really changes my brain. And I think I get in a routine of doing it. So then I'm like, oh, well, I'm too busy this morning or whatever. And now it's been a week. And now I'm like, wow, there's a serious void in my day and in my attitude. And that's totally it. I would like to propose that you're not too busy in the morning. What I would like to propose. No, I tell myself that. Right. I'm not, but, but what I, I tell myself I am. What I think for me and I think for you is here's the deal. We're all getting up in the morning and we're checking the news, the social media, we're figuring out what happened last night, you know? Right. And it's very rarely good news. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we're, we're a little ways away from getting a consistent stream of good news. So we're getting pretty beat up before we even put pants on. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? If you're like most people and you look at your phone before you even get out of bed, then you start your day, you look at your phone a couple of times, you think, you think about, oh my gosh, what happened over the weekend? You think about the, you think about the fact that you forgot that there's a pandemic going on, right. all this stuff. And then when you have to be grateful, it's actually difficult. It It is. And it's And you actually have to stop and go in the midst of this race relations pivot in the midst of this pandemic, in this midst of a financial crisis, in this political divide, in the midst of all that, what is going to bring me joy today at this moment? 
and it's difficult. And because it's difficult, it's more important and we need to get back to doing it. Yes, we do. So that's my, that's our confession. I'm confessing for both of us that we have not been great about it. We've been very bad about it, but now is the time that we need to do it. And it's, and if you've never done it before, now is the time you need to start because that guarantees you one moment of a day when you're thinking only about something that's great. Yes. So there we go. Called out. (laughs) Let's do it. Starting immediately. I read something today. So you know how I've been saying this thing and I've said it over and over on the show about how we get a lot of input in our lives. Like there's a lot of input coming to us throughout the day. And I think we underestimate. By we, you mean everybody on the planet right now. Everybody on the planet. Right. Um, Just because there's constant information coming our way. And, you know, it's, it's not, it's neither a good or a bad thing. There's pros and cons to it period. But, um, it's just a lot. And I read something that I thought was really cool, like a very cool, um, kind of like a light bulb moment that I was like, huh, that's, that's actually really good. Um, and it talked about how we need to limit our input in some way, like decide because you get news alerts on your phone, right? Um, I've shut most of them off. Um, I get them in my email so I can, see them, but I, tr- I, I have turned alerts off be- for the reason that you're describing. Some people get news alerts. Yep. They get the emails also. Then they're checking Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, seeing all of that. So the suggestion in the article was you need to figure out and say, okay, this time of day, I'm going to check the news or whatever. And what the guy said that was writing this was saying, consider if I say to you, Hey, I'm going to be your tragedy alerter. And I'm going to call you as many times a day as you want and tell you in detail how many people have died from COVID. I'm going to tell you what's many, what cities are, are having what cities riots. are impacted. I'm going to tell you what happened um, with race relationship. I'm going to tell you all of this stuff. Yep. But anytime anything bad happens, I'm going to call you and tell you. And you would say to a human saying that to you, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Like, please, like you can call me once a week and we'll talk once a week right? and you can tell me everything, but and, like, I can't handle you calling me and 25 you times a day. Start to panic. Don't we all have that one friend who every time they call you, the world is ending? Like it's not about the- Or a family member. It's not about the world ending, but every time they call you, their life is awful and you feel- when you see their number on your phone, you're like, I don't have energy for this you, right now. You feel the cringe. Right. That's so, that would happen after one day with this person. Right. So the point is, we're doing that to ourselves by spending, I don't know, I probably check my phone no less than 50 times a day. Easily. I mean, and all of it, everywhere that I go, there's negative input. They there's that thing that Apple does now where it tells you how many hours a day you've been on your phone. And this week it popped up and said, uh, your phone time is down. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And then it said, like, you only use your phone seven hours and 59 minutes a day and or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. I know. So my point is you wouldn't have someone calling you and telling you negative things because it would really impact you and drag you down. So when there's a lot of. I won't even say negative, but just 
intense intense stuff going on. Pick and choose when you see it. Yes. And you know, we're not, we're not, um, wired to be able to handle this. Yeah. And do what you can to filter it away from you until you're at a point where you can digest it and you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it on social media. You can't avoid it on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, anywhere. So TikTok, TikTok seems safe, right? TikTok's still just dumb dances, isn't yeah. it? Okay. It's actually been a pretty good escape for me. There you go. So it's mindless. But but yeah. So do what you can to compartmentalize it because when you look at it that way, you would hate that person. So yes. don't be that person to yourself. God, I already feel, I feel the anxiety of the phone number ringing, the seeing the phone number coming up of somebody who always has bad news. Yeah. Blech. I have a beautiful human alert and the beautiful human today that I want to bring to your attention is Kentez Craig. Okay. Now this guy, and I don't, I don't know how old he is, but he's a grad student at Georgia tech. So he's and, early, early twenties, right? Mid twenties. Well, some people go to graduate school, much older. Valid. Um, grad school, I feel like is like a yeah. hodgepodge of sure ages. Anyways, he's in grad school at Georgia tech. He has two parents that are paramedics, like light, like he grew up being around paramedics. And when all of the COVID stuff happened, and then there was like a supply issue with face masks and personal, personal protective equipment and all of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, obviously he knew about it. We all knew about it, but he was like, God, cause he was thinking of his parents. Sure. Well, Georgia Tech, a department, I'll make this really simple because it's so complicated and it's like an eight page news story and it's great, but of course, cause Georgia Tech, cause Georgia Tech, but Georgia Tech gets on the phone with somebody at Emory and it's like, what are the hospital needs? Like they're engineering and they've got, if you don't know Georgia Tech as well as Atlanta, people know Georgia Tech, they have science geniuses engineering geniuses. They probably have laboratories about how to study laboratories at Georgia. They Tech. probably do. <laughs> so. And, um, so Kent has heard that Emory was talking to Georgia tech and saying, we want to tech was saying, let's figure out how we can help with like our resources or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I want in on this. So he becomes part of a team and he's kind of like leading the team of graduate students that is making PPE equipment and they put the design online. So like anybody can download it. Awesome. They have made, hold on, let me get my facts. So, so they're making like the, the face masks that go over the people. Is that what the picture I saw? They're making a couple different things, but he like did the design. Not the face, not the face mask. I'm thinking of like the shield that actually protects the face. I it's think. a couple different things, but it's like a, um, yeah, they've been working on an intubation chamber. They've been working on like all this crazy stuff that to be totally honest is way over my head. Um, but it was in a week. The team built more than 5,000 face shields and delivered them to Atlanta hospitals. Wow. Then they partnered with Siemens who to begin mass producing the design. And to date, Siemens has manufactured that the equipment that they've been coming up with 100,000 face shields wow. that they've distributed to the state of Georgia. I'm not even done yet. Then they pass the design on to other manufacturers like Delta, ExxonMobil, Kia Motors that are producing and distributing them. And Coca-Cola is donating supplies so that they can manufacture even more. I saw that Coca-Cola is donating like the rolls, like rolls of plastic that they use to make bottles 
they're having it delivered. I didn't know it was Georgia Tech though. And I didn't know it was this, but I saw the news story where they're donating just tons of plastic that's being used for personal protective equipment. I had no idea that it was a student spearheading a lot of that. It's awesome. And he helped to create, and this is like, I don't totally understand this, but I'm sure all of you smart medical people will know exactly what this would be like, but he created a foldable ink intubation chamber, which is like a barrier device that protects healthcare workers from respiratory droplets while they're intubating critically ill people that have coronavirus. And they've made a hundred of those and they've shipped them to Emory. So they might be saving lives of healthcare workers by providing this PPE. And it's all because he was like, you know what? My parents are heroes. I want to protect people like them and do something awesome. And he's just, I mean, this kid, I mean, I call him a kid. I don't know right. how old he is, but young man, man. Kintessa Craig, you are awesome. You are a beautiful human. Let's say thank you to the partners making this week's shows of this week's episodes of the upside possible. We can't do it without them. A couple of months ago, I had a girlfriend tell me um, about her third love bra, and she said that she absolutely loved it. It's one of the most comfortable bras that she's ever owned. And so I ordered one to see for myself. I paid for it. I was a paying customer of theirs before they were an advertiser on the show. And I loved it so much. I ordered three more for myself. And then, you know, I was washing them. So I tried on one of my old bras. I wore it for a day, and I didn't realize, one, it's not very comfortable. And two, it just doesn't fit. And I didn't notice that until I switched to third love. So if you're looking to upgrade your bras and it's time for some new stuff in that bra drawer, you know, the one that's been collecting dust since college, try out third love. You're going to love this company for multiple reasons. One, their customer service is great. Two, they have a fit finder quiz. that's going to help you find your perfect size. I was surprised to know that I had been wearing the wrong size bra for a long time. And if you don't love your bra, you can wear it. You can wash it. And if, if 60 days goes by and you don't absolutely love your bra, you can send it back to them. No questions asked for a full refund. And they're going to donate that bra to a woman in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering Upsiders 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 15% off today. Father's Day is this month and fathers are notoriously bad to buy for. So I have an idea. Why don't you give dad a StoryWorth subscription that he can give to his parents. StoryWorth is a way that you can engage with your family in a way that you have never seen before. What it is, is it's an online service and it sends your family member questions and prompts about their upbringing, about their past, about their memories. And then they respond to that. StoryWorth collects them all and then puts them in a book that it will deliver at the end of the year. So this family member's history is com com combined and printed in a form that can be passed down from generation to generation. Why not give dad that and let it give let him give it to his parents? And that way, their memories will be locked in a book that he has and then can pass along to you. You'll have a volume of your grandparents' memories and your dad will certainly learn things about grandma and grandpa that he didn't know before. You can get $10 off your StoryWorth purchase by going to storyworth.com 
slash upside right now. Check it out. It's a totally unique gift, one that I'm sure he hasn't seen before. Storyworth.com slash upside for $10 off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Vitamins have always seemed super overcomplicated to me because there's so many choices, there's so many brands, and there's so much information out there about what you need. It's just really hard to sift through. Well, Care Of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals actually attainable without giving you a headache. Um, So whether you're trying to manage stress in your life, you want to improve your fitness routine, Care Of is there for you. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to TakeCareOf.com and you're going to take a little quiz. They're going to ask you questions about your life. Like how much sleep do you get? How often are you working out? Do you have any dietary concerns or are you trying to work on your hair, skin and nails? Those kind of things. And they'll put together individualized vitamin packets for you, deliver them to your house. They've got your name on it. They're personalized to your needs and it takes all of the guesswork out of vitamins. Finally, it's easy. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code UPSIDE50. That is 50% off, okay? It doesn't get better than that. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code UPSIDE50. Here are my three random things for today's episode of The Upside. Number one... If you have leftover pizza that you want to heat up in the microwave, but you don't want it to be soggy, here is a tip. Put a glass of water in the microwave next to the pizza. One slice, you should heat it up for about 45 or 50 seconds. The water will help the base of the pizza stay crispy, but it allows the cheese to melt. And this was a hack shared by a a Domino's uh, franchise in Australia. So I have not tried it. I cannot speak to it, but, um, you don't like microwaving pizza anyways. I would rather heat up pizza in the oven because it gets soggy in the microwave. But if, if you can protect that with just putting a a glass of water in there with it, yeah, I'd be all about trying it. So I will try that. Remind me of that next time we have leftover pizza. I will. Uh, if you are traveling over the uh, over the summer and you're wondering if it's safe to stay in a hotel during the pandemic, uh, here's the consensus. Staying in the hotel, the room is probably really low risk, especially once you're in there. The issue is common areas. So you should spend as little time as possible in the lobby, the restaurant, the bar, in the gym. Um, you should also try to get a room on a lower floor so you don't have to take the elevator if you don't have to, especially with other people. Um, if you do have to take the elevator, wear a mask and uh, use wash your hands as soon as you t- get out of the elevator, if, especially if you've touched any of the buttons, or use a device to touch the buttons. Now we need to have this discussion, probably not on our show, but, um, we have a 4th of July trip booked that we've had booked for what, since January. It actually just came up in my email. We have to decide if we're going to cancel it or not. I think we have to cancel. Um, I don't think there's any way. I mean, I just don't think there's any way. I mean, I'm working and I'm pregnant. 
Yeah. We, I mean, we got, we have like a week to decide or a week or two. Um, but yeah, it's that you should not be embarrassed about asking hotel about their cleaning policies. If they have new COVID-19 protocols, um, and, uh, bring disinfecting wipes to wipe down things that people would touch like the TV remote and the phone. You can also ask for no housekeeping service if you want to keep your little hotel room bubble bubble. So basically once you're in the room, you're safe. It's getting in and out of the room. None of that sounds like vacation to me, but including Jeff dollar staying on our first floor. Cause Jeff dollar does not like staying on bottom floors of hotels, but you know what I would like hmm. a really cool motor lodge. Yeah. We're going to have to discuss. Jeff has this like little fantasy. I think of like how things used to be in like the seventies. We used when I was growing up, we would go on road trips a lot for summer vacations and we would stay in cool little hotels. No, you remember them being cool. Here's what I'm trying to explain to Jeff. The stuff they we were cool, cool though. In the eighties, they were cool. The problem is they probably haven't been updated since I stayed right. there in the eighties. Cause 80s. we did that like in the nineties with like my parents, but I just feel like you would go to a motel and you would have a Jeff dollar hotel freak out about it and not want to stay there. If it's cool, a cool motor lodge would be awesome. I just don't think they exist anymore. Yeah. But I think it would be cool. Cause then you're on the same floor. Jeff likes random novelty things. And this is one of them. Yeah. But I, I know what you're saying. Like you asked about, um, you and your parents used to go to the same hotel, motel. every motel mm-hmm. motor lodge every summer and you just ask your parents about it and they're like, no, it's closed. It's gone. It, they, yeah, it, they like renovated it and now it's lodging for hotel employees for another like big resort there. Like seasonal employees who come in to yep. work at the resort. They, so womp, womp. that knows. was where we talked about the, um, remember we talked about the, there was a Lance vending machine. That had only Lance crackers. That had only Lance crackers with like the vending machines when you used to have to like put the coins in, coins only, duh. Yep. And then you pull it, the lever. Yep. And then something may or may not drop out. They were not very reliable, so. Those to me were always the cigarette machines. And you pull the lever and it would fall down. Like they would have them in all the bars. Yeah. And the levers, the knobs were always like fake glass. I can see it so. they're fancy, Jeff. I can see it so clearly, man. They're so fancy. And my third random thing is this. If you are going to enjoy some mac and cheese sometime in the near future, like Callie probably will because it's like her favorite food, know this trivia fact to impress your mac and cheese eating friends. Thomas Jefferson is the person who brought macaroni and cheese to the United States. Oh. He went to France and was served a dish similar to mac and cheese. Uh, he loved it so much that in 1802, it was served at a state dinner at the White House. Wow. Or wherever, or wherever the capital, wherever the president lived in where 1802. Wherever, I don't know if the White House was around then or what. But uh, it was a state dinner in 1802. And, uh, and back then, the menus of state dinners were big news stories. And a lot of families would try to recreate parts of the state dinner, yeah, macaroni and cheese from that point forward became an American staple. Yum. I did not know that. Stolen from the French. So just another delicious food that we have to thank. Croissants, French fries, French toast, and now mac and cheese. Thanks, France. I saw something kind of funny, and I feel like I know exactly what you're going to say, but 
I'm going to ask you anyways. So people are doing this dog test where they hide themselves in a box and act like they are in trouble and they see if their dogs will rescue them. Now, do you think one or both or neither of our dogs would come to our rescue? I, I saw the article you're talking about and I would at first it was only one out of three dogs. It was like a, uh, uh, university or, um, yeah, Arizona state or university of Arizona. One of those two, um, schools did it. And it was only one out of three dogs ask you actually rescued the owner. And I couldn't believe that until I remembered Sadie, the beagle. <laughs> I don't think she would care. I don't think Sadie would care either. Now I think Lily would care. But I don't know if she would save us. See, so Lily's a rat terrier, part rat terrier. She's a mutt. But, um, and she loves to dig for things, find things, put her sticks to her nose. Like rat terriers, their job was to dig out rats. Right. Right. Sniff out rats. So she, and they would loves- work, they would work in barns and stables. So when rats would go between the boards, like rat terriers could jam their heads in there. We call it in our house rat terriering. So I think Lily would, I don't think she would do it because she would say my humans are in trouble. I think she would do it because she's a rat terrier and it's like her instinct. She tries to get to into places. Yeah. yeah. And Sadie just wouldn't care. Sadie just wouldn't care. And Sadie's also really lazy. So she'd be like, oh man, I'm going to miss you when you're gone. But um, I'm not jumping in that water to save you. I think we would hear, I think it would be really sad because we would hear the slow click click of Sadie's toenails. Like she's coming. On the hardwoods. Yeah. We'd hear her walk up to the box and we'd think that we're about to be saved. And then we would hear the slow click click as she walks away. Yes, that's exactly what would happen. So if you want to take. And Lily, you know what Lily would do? She wouldn't rescue us. She would try to get in there with us. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Her nose would need to be in that box. Right. Um, So she would be, you know, yeah. Lily would save us. Maybe. Well, if you want to try to do the experiment, um, if, if you want to make this like a, like a quarantine project, um, all you need is a big box and you put somebody underneath it and you have them just read like from a magazine and that gets the dog used to like there being noise under the thing. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to start asking for help, like help, help, help and see if the dog's attitude changes. Hopefully you don't have a Sadie Beagle. As Jeff was saying, help, help, help. Lily left the room. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. I don't know about you, but I'm not feeling this week. Like I just feel so drained and just, I feel worthless this week. Uh, If I asked you the one, one to 10 question today, what's your number? Two. Physically, you feel sick or just the emotion of everything happening in the world? The emotion. Here's a couple things. First of all, I'm an empath. So when when stuff happens, even on like the anniversary of 9-11, just when it's an intense news cycle, I get seriously, seriously impacted. Right. Um, I actually saw, and I don't know, so far there aren't problems with it. And I debated on whether or not I wanted to say it on the show. But I saw that there was a Zoloft shortage. And I immediately emailed my psychiatrist and I was like, um, do I need to be worried about this? Because so many people are getting are on taking anxiety medications, anti-anxiety medicines. Um, 
And they haven't said exactly why the study, but I assume it's because, you know, yeah, it's an anxious time. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, can you imagine being stuck in this house with me, with me not taking my anxiety meds during everything that's going on right now? And while you're pregnant. And while I'm pregnant. Yeah. Can you imagine that? That would not be a good time for Chef Dollar. One of you would have to take him in. <laughs> I'd be living in my car. Anyway, so yeah, this week I'm just feeling I have not gotten anything done. I am sad. I'm tired. I'm just, ugh. The good news is it's only Wednesday, so you have three days to turn it around. We can turn this brown upside down. Hi, Jeff and Callie. This is Rachel. Um, I'm so happy to be on your voicemail. Congratulations on your new baby. Um, I was listening to your show yesterday and wanted to talk to you all about my experience. I am from India and I've lived in the U.S. for the past 11 years, 12 years, and we moved to this community uh, almost four and a half years back. Our neighbors, they have four kids and over the past four and a half years, they have never even spoken to us. They speak to every other neighbor in our, you know, our circle, uh, in our cul-de-sac, but never to us. I'm fine. I'm an adult. I'm okay. I understand. But my kids, I, they're too little to understand anything right now, but I worry about them and I worry what life will be for them. I know my neighbors are never going to talk to us and nothing's going to change. And I'm just hoping for a better life for my kids. So things like this really worry me, but hopeful for the future. And um, thank you. Thank you for letting me speak on your voicemail. Thanks again. Bye. One of the first things to fall by the wayside during stressful times is self-care. And it's so important, not only for your physical health, but your mental health. And one of the first things to go in the world of self-care is self-care is hydration. You just forget to drink enough water. Liquid IV can help. Liquid IV is a delicious stick of powder that you mix in 16 ounces of water and it hydrates you two or three times faster than water alone. Plus, you're going to get a nice dose of vitamin C, vitamins B3, B5, B6, and B12. It is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. It's going to give you the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. It's going to give you those five essential vitamins, and it does it all by packaging the water. It pairs with the water, and it delivers it right to your bloodstream using sodium and glucose and potassium. The hydration goes right into your bloodstream. It's part of my daily routine now. It's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is have a big glass of water with a stick of liquid IV in it. The flavors are delicious, so refreshing. You can get it at Target, Whole Foods, and Costco, or go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE when you check out, have it delivered right to your door and get 25% off with that code liquidiv.com promo code upside better hydration and better health starts today liquidiv.com upside when you check out hey Callie and Deb I just wanted to call and say that Callie you have to watch big you have to um, it's one of my favorite movies when I was a kid I watched it constantly in my room on my little 13 inch TV with the VCR attached to it you know um, but anyways it really is the best movie I still watch it anytime it's on TV it's good. You have to watch it. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, my goodness. I just had to stop today's show because how can you be a Tom Hanks fan, Callie, if you've never seen Castaway or Big? 
Oh, big. You have to watch big. I also recently, um, this past weekend, watched Volunteers. Don't know if this is factual or not, but my husband says it was when he first met his wife, Rita Wilson. It's a really great movie. It's funny. It's cheesy. Um, but it's one of his earlier breakout films, too. You, It sounds like you guys need to have a weekend Tom Hanks-a-thon. Big is a must-see. I'm not really a huge Castaway fan, but Volunteers was pretty awesome. And you get to see his wife in it as well. Congrats on Baby Dollar, and love the show. Bye. Hey, Callie. Hey, Jeff. It's Martha. So I just placed my order. I'm so excited. Um, just a quick little suggestion. If y'all do cups again in the future, can you do either ones that come with a lid or like the was it tumbler yeti style where like you can put it and it's got the lid and everything um because let's be honest sometimes i'm a klutz so just a little suggestion if y'all do cups again in the future man i'd be buying those up in a heartbeat but super excited can't wait for it to come in love you guys There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, the human race. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. Pigmentation in your skin has nothing to do with intelligence or with your worth as a human being. It's time to get over this thing, and we'd best get over it pretty soon.